We would like to thank your sponsor, Valley First, a division of First West Credit Union and a member-owned financial cooperative serving the Okanagan, Similkameen, and Thompson regions. They offer a wide range of banking and investment services for individuals and families. Valley First also has a talented business and commercial team to provide the expertise, products, and services local businesses need to grow and thrive. Hello everyone and welcome to Business Matters presented by Valley First, a division of First West Credit Union. My name is Rob Capello. I'm the Chief Strategy Officer at Now Media Group. Today we welcome Chris Candy to Business Matters. Chris, uh, thanks for joining me this morning. No problem. Thanks for having me. No problem. So Chris is the, hopefully I get it right, co-owner and VP Business Development. Is that your title at Mobilize? Do I have it right? Uh, part, yeah, part, part, partner and uh, VP Business yeah, I'm sure you wear many hats. So um, your company is called Mobilize, and we'll talk about that, where you guys specialize in telematics and connected fleets. Um, so I'm going to start off because um, when I say telematics, people are be like, what? <laughs> so tell us what is, tele what is telematics? When I, I know I think a lot of people probably have seen the term, but what is it? What does it mean? Uh, so telematics is uh, technically is really just taking uh, any information from an object and pushing it up into the cloud to have access to it remotely. Uh, so this was the old, what was called really GPS or the, the old dots on a map. Uh, so just being able to know where a vehicle is uh, or a truck or a trailer. Uh, and then that really evolved into what's now called telematics is now being able to collect all the information off of the engine and having access to it as well remotely. So I always like to equate it if you've ever watched Formula One or some sort of uh, you know car race on TV and being able to see on the television the you know the speed that they're doing the gear that they're in um, you know the revs that they happen to have on the engine and so on all the information that they're getting in the, in the pits by the pit crew uh, that's the telematics or the telemetry data that that vehicle is is uh, producing and is it typically just used on moving objects for lack of a better word like is it typically used like vehicles you meant to trailers you is that the typical use for it? Uh, typically, I mean, there is a, a much more um, in-depth kind of engineering scientific definition behind it. Uh, so telematics is a bit of a broader term, but uh, in terms of what we do and in terms of um, kind of what the general public knows about is what's called more specifically vehicle telematics. And that's now collecting the information uh, off of a vehicle, a trailer, could be a boat, could be a, just a, mm. even a, a container itself, could be a generator, uh, those types of things. Interesting. So what are the, like, why would a business be interested in this? Like, what, what are some of the be be benefits for them um, implementing this technology? It's really to say, you know, in terms of a, a business that your fleet is really the, the greatest expense that a company has. Um, so depending on the nature of the business, I mean, you're looking at upwards of seven, $800,000 even more for, for one truck, if it's right. equipped properly. So now you've got millions of dollars that are out on the road and you really have absolutely no idea, no visibility or insight into what's happening there. So there's a number of reasons why, but uh, typically a fleet would bring this on for uh, just productivity wise, uh, safety wise, uh, and just general kind of efficiency-wise and, and um, performance around their fleet as a whole for things like collecting engine bolt codes. So you can do run predictive maintenance on your vehicles before something were to break down and cost you. 
So can I use it to track what my, how fast my kid's driving? Just kidding. You certainly can. <laughs> <laughs> and where they happen to go late at night when they That's hilarious. Is there, is there um, uh, any benefits like from an insurance perspective? I was thinking about that this morning. Like, is there, are your policies cheaper? Cause you're, you're actually, I, I, I don't use the word tracking cause that's not the right word. It's not like we're big brothering people, right? With this, with the technology, but is it, is it, does it make your policies cheaper when you have a fleet? It can. Now it depends on the underwriter, uh, but certainly, uh, you know, from twofold there, there is the, the GPS component to this. So, uh, and we've had this actually recently where customers have had some vehicles stolen and they are able to recover them uh, fairly quickly uh, because they're able to get on the phone with the police. And while they're on the phone with police dispatch, police dispatch were talking to the officers. Oh my gosh, that's hilarious. Saying I'm seeing the truck here and over there and they were able to uh, actually recover a number of these trucks, which has been great. But uh, the second element to that on the, the insurance side is the actual risk profile of the company. So now being able to monitor driver behavior and deal with possible troubled drivers, mm -hmm. uh, if you will. Now, after time, once you start to see accidents and claims start to decrease, then those insurance companies really turn around and look more favorably on you. And you're able to now have that all right, let's talk about our premiums for next year discussion when you're going into withdrawal. Interesting. So if I if I have a fleet um, and I'm interested in this, like how, how does implementation work? Like how do you actually get up and running? I'm assuming there's a hardware that needs to be installed. So how, how does that work and how quickly does that happen typically? Uh, we can uh, turn a, a, a customer from being having absolutely nothing in their trucks to being up and running and uh, probably around a week. Uh, so it is just a little piece of hardware. Uh, the unit that we have is about the size of a deck of cards, I like to say. So it fits in the palm of your hand. Uh, and it is, you know, the, the plug and play uh, term that, that we use. So you can either plug it straight into the uh, OBD, OBD2 port uh, in your vehicle, which is if you just your normal vehicle, when you take it in for service and the, the technician uh, plugs in their scanning tool, which is typically kind of around your knees under the dashboard, you can plug straight in there. Or we've got a couple of other harnesses to tuck the device up under the dash. So, I mean, an install really from a hardware standpoint is around 10 to 15 minutes um, per vehicle. So your downtime, which is critical, uh, is very minimal uh, to get your fleet up and running. Once we've got the hardware in, then we've got a, a portal that you get access to to see all of your, your information and data 24-7 and you're up and running. Interesting. And um, do businesses have, like, do you get a dashboard where you can see this data? Like, so is it real-time data, like, that I'm looking at, I can actually see my vehicles and real-time what's happening? Yep. So full, uh, there's a full dashboard where it's all broken down into menus, uh, menu items. And then there's, of course, the map. So you can see exactly mm -hmm. where all of your vehicles are today, right now, at this instant. And if you were to look at a vehicle that's driving, you're able to see that icon move on the map and know exactly where your driver happens to be. That's pretty cool. So I'm curious, like you collect all this data or businesses collect all this data. Do you help them analyze the data and what to do with it as well? Because one one side is like, I have all this data and then I'm like, I don't know what to do. Like looking at where there's efficiencies or where there's opportunities. And like I said, I don't think this is a, a big brother tactic. This is like, how do you be more efficient and how do you get like that? I, I'm assuming it's around that and cost savings and, and getting you know, most out of your asset. Because really, like you said, but do you help businesses analyze and actually work with the data as well? 
Yeah, that's the the biggest component to this. Um, you know, the average vehicle, uh, call it truck, uh, right. is producing somewhere in the realm of twenty thousand data points per day. Wow, uh, so it's a, it's a lot of data. Now, if you've got two hundred trucks, you know, twenty thousand times two hundred, you're looking at a lot of data that you're you're trying to adjust, and, and not one person can actually do that. So, when we're working with our customers, we really like to say, what are some of the key two or three areas that you really want to focus on uh, that are important to you. And we'll help you get the right dashboards. We'll help you get the right reports. And then as, as you're starting to produce your, your fleet, starting to generate that data, at the end of it, then we start to come to you and say, here are trends we're noticing. Here's things we're starting to uncover. Now, what are some of those the change uh, changes that you need to start to look at uh, and the change implementation that you could start to, to do with your uh, company or your fleet which we've got experience over the latter 20, 21 years now, uh, that we know what works, what doesn't, how do you talk to an employee that you know, is a union uh, versus non-union and so on, uh, and really help to now take all the data that you're, you're uncovering and now be able to help make actual decisions, uh, effective decisions based on that, that true data. Uh, that's, that's fascinating, to be fascinating information. So uh, from a mobilized perspective, do you guys, work within a certain vertical or associations or like so what what type of clients are you looking for so our uh kind of core verticals fall into what we call pies which is this is public safety uh, infrastructure energy and supply chain so whenever we've talked spoken about telematics or people say what do you do and you say well that's kind of like gps fleet management everybody always goes to long haul trucking um, and the long haul trucking industry were probably one of the first adopters of this technology going back probably 25, 30 years, where it was satellite based, you know, right. the hardware cost thousands of dollars, <laughs> uh, cost you over $100 a month. Um, but now we've got customers, uh, you know, anywhere from, you know, 10 vehicles and above, and they fall into things like they're the plumbing company, they're your residential mm. electrical company. Uh, but we do a lot of work around uh, road construction, uh, utilities, and public safety is our um, is the is the core focus for us too, which is things like police, uh, fire, and EMS. So, is there a size? I'm, I'm specifically from mobilized size from you guys size. Is there a fleet size where you're most like where you fit efficiently? Like, if I have three to five vehicles, is is that a fit or or not, or or, or is it less about the amount of vehicles and more about what I'm looking for, what I'm looking to get out of it. So as you as a business owner, if you have two trucks, three trucks, this certainly really applies. Uh, from our side, we look at any anybody from about 10 vehicles okay. and above is what we really look at. And um, you know, the average size of our customer is around 77 or so uh, vehicles. Okay. Um, and I would say the majority of our customers kind of fall between 50 to 100 trucks, but uh, anything from 10, 10 and above, uh, we're certainly happy to help. And, and where do you look at from a client perspective? Are you guys doing work all across Canada, North America? Like how far reaching are you? Uh, we're North American wide. Uh, so we are right across Canada. We're not in the territories for the Yukon uh, currently, but we are in almost every province and then uh, quite a number of states in the, in the US. Interesting. Are there provinces that uh, I'm thinking like with everything that's happening and, and 
like is there provinces that mandate this technology or are they, are, they, are like is the government saying you need to have this device in your in your vehicle if you have a fleet like is that happened or happening so this has happened at a federal level and has now been broken out into two provinces and that's around uh, what's called the electronic logging device mandate or ELD mandate. Mm. Uh, so what that says is any commercial vehicle, which is over about 4,500 kilograms, driving over 160 kilometers from their home terminal, now their hours of service log that they used to perform, the driver had to perform, which was paper-based, now has to be electronic. That took effect at a federal level on January 1 this year. Uh, now BC is introducing that on August 1, 2023. So if you're just a provincial fleet in the province of British Columbia, and you are driving a commercial vehicle, and you are driving a, you know, a decent distance, which in BC is pretty easy, uh, yeah. and most fleets are, are, are probably doing that, uh, they now have to become compliant for August 1. And, and so the electronic uh, ELD mandate requires a telematics device in the truck to be able to produce that hours of service log now in a digital form. So it is mandated if you are a federal fleet in Canada and in BC, if you're a provincial fleet, you do have to become compliant as of uh, August 1, 2023. Interesting. Is there, I wonder, and you might not know the answer to this, is there funding available for businesses to actually implement this technology now if they're making it mandate or not? It's like, it's up to the business no, to- No, um, it's really, the mandate was really around safety. Um, right. So, right, right. you know, typically you'd see a driver, and I know a lot of inspectors uh, have got these stories where their driver would have two, sometimes three right. different workbooks. Uh, right. So the government has really said, we're trying to make the road safer as a whole. This is a tool that we're going to uh, have to do it with. And so now you as a fleet, it's kind of like a too bad. Uh, this is a cost that you're going to have to incur. Interesting. So I, what other, I'm curious, we've been talking about telematics and one of the services that Mobilize offers, what else do you guys offer? There's, I'm sure there's more to it than just, not that it, I should say just telematics. That sounds like a big nugget right there, but is there other services or products that you guys offer? Definitely. So telematics we look at was kind of the, like we said, GPS dots on the map right. in the latter 10 years with telematics. And now it's evolved into the connected vehicle and the connected fleet. Uh, so we've got um, dash cameras that become very mm -hmm. popular, commercial dash cameras, which could include even side cameras and rear cameras. Um, so from an, again, back to your point, an insurance standpoint, insurance companies really look highly, uh, very favorable on a company implementing a commercial dash camera. Uh, we do have Asset, a variety of asset trackers. So if you've got a trailer, for example, and the larger the fleet, I mean, we've got some companies that've got, you know, 80, 100 float trailers uh, scattered all around the province. Uh, and so knowing where those are is very important to them. Uh, and then we've got a few other different kind of integration systems where we're able to hook into uh, other kind of, you know, a bucket truck on the utility, for example, we can connect to the uh, arm on a school bus uh, to be able to collect that information. And then there's a, a number of other sensors that can go on a vehicle like a tire pressure monitoring system and so on. So we're looking at this now as uh, the entire fleet, as the connected fleet and all the information you can start to collect. And it's not just the truck, but we're looking at heavy equipment to shipping containers, to generators, snowmobiles, 
and flip trailers and, and beyond. Interesting. So how did how did you get into this industry? I'm curious, like how, how does someone it's it's fairly niche for lack of a better word, but like how do you how did you originally get into <laughs> this whole this industry? Yeah, it uh it's kind of a, a roundabout way. Uh it was definitely not the um you know sexy industry that anybody <laughs> yeah. ever wanted to get into especially yeah. uh, if you're younger but uh i was running a, an app development company uh for a number of years and we specialized in augmented reality and, and virtual reality and so on uh and this is a, a family business and so this opportunity came around and uh finally said you know what this is a, a good business and i i see where the evolution is going and i see where this uh, just the whole industry as a whole is going um, and thought this is a great opportunity to get in just kind of before that inflection point. And um, there are a number of companies now that have in this industry that have gone public uh, that have, have done quite well or on the NASDAQ. There's Silicon Valley type companies. And now any of the industry events that you go to, the demographic has really shifted from being, you know, the 55 plus uh, kind of area. And you know, in terms of even just numbers uh, being much smaller, to now it's it's a much younger dominated industry uh, with a lot more people involved. And so, uh, about a few handful of years ago, uh, had the opportunity that was, if you want to get involved, and uh, so I, I decided to take it. Run with it. Interesting. So, what's your what's your day to day role at Mobilize, and what it, where do you where do you kind of uh, you know what sandbox do you play in? I'm uh, very much uh, outward facing through the company. Okay. So uh, doing a lot of business development, uh, working on some of the marketing efforts, but it's more so um, business development, seeing you know how we can go out and help. Uh, maybe it's a new market segment, what other new businesses and companies that we can go help. And then also working with our existing customer base because they're, they're uh, you know, the most important to us and how we can keep delivering value to the customers that uh, have been working with us for a number of years. And it's all about unlocking and getting the most out of the system. You know, they're paying on a monthly basis for this device that's in their truck. Uh, they started off maybe only wanting to get it to track seatbelt usage, or they only wanted to get it to track odometer readings. And now they're, they're uncovering there's so many more things they can do. So I'm working with our customers on a daily basis to help kind of keep unlocking more value uh, every single Interesting, because I would assume that also, like we talked about, you know, fleets 10 and above, but I, I think that um, that cover a lot of businesses in our, even in our market, right? Like construction company would easily have 10 trucks and equipment and like that, that, yeah. you, that, that number is probably fairly small in this world, I would assume, right? Like even uh, a plumbing company or like they would probably have more than 10 vehicles in their fleet probably, right? So, um, and then you start adding, like you said, all the other areas like you know trailers and shipping containers and equipment and you you it adds up pretty quickly i would assume definitely um you know and especially if, if you've been in business for a little longer yeah uh, or the area you serve is also uh you know a key mm -hmm. driver behind that and then when we looked at the us um you know it's a, i always laugh because you start talking to companies in the united states and they say well I've got a small fleet and you ask them what that is and they say, well, only about 900. Uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, maybe one of the bigger fleets in Canada. Uh, yeah. at that level. So uh, there's certainly a lot of, a lot of business out there, a lot of opportunity. 
Um, and some industries have been kind of slower to adopt. Uh, and now it's become more so a not a not a do I need this? It's I need this to compete essentially. Yeah. Uh, or I need this just to for my business to uh, exist. Well, data is data is so important. That's like in in any business, right? Knowing the data, so you can make proper decisions as well. So I, I like that you guys will actually help businesses because a lot of times you get a piece of software, it tracks all this data and you're like, well, I don't know what to do with it now. Like, are you only mm -hmm. can see you're so close to it that you're only looking at certain things where you said this, how many you said 20,000 data points? Like you might be mm -hmm. looking at two and there's all this other yeah. world that you're missing out there, right? which is interesting. So I'm curious. So from your perspective, you said you were in um, virtual reality and stuff like, did you have to like, train yourself under to understand the data and the telematics or because it was you said it was a family business did you kind of get it you know osmosis and you knew because you heard about <laughs> it like how did how did that knowledge come from your side so i i, I think the my technology experience right. really helped with this uh and we've done some work for fleets uh from an app standpoint as well before so it was something that I was a little comfortable with going into right. it. And, uh, so picking up the technology, picking up how this works, there are certainly, you know, fleet specific things that I had to learn and I'm still learning uh, every single day. But, um, you know, really it's, it's a little piece of hardware goes in the truck and then you've got your, your portal for online dashboards that uh, you as a customer uses every day. So learning that with my technology background uh, was a pretty uh, quick, uh, onboarding, I guess, if you will. But easy to pick up. Being a family business, you're certainly hearing terms and <laughs> names and, and such all the time that, uh, you know, I picked up, like you said, osmosis over the yeah. years where I maybe not have knew what that was, but I certainly knew that term because I heard it. Right. And it's stuck in your head. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah. Well, we're we're gonna switch focus a little bit. We're gonna do a thing called we we do a thing called Would You Rather, and then we're gonna come back. I got a few more questions. We're up with so I have ten questions for you. They're just fun. Get to know you a little bit outside of sort of the the mobilized world. So um, let's get started. So, would you rather read the book or watch the movie? Ooh, watch the movie. Okay. Uh, would you rather be the star player on a losing team or the warm the bench on a championship team? Losing team. <laughs> okay. or, sorry no i want to be on the champion team i'd rather win the bench you'll be on the bench and win okay yeah. i got it that's yeah. good um would you rather date someone with bad breath or bad manners oh that is very <laughs> tough <laughs> i'd have to go the, the bad breath because okay. uh, yeah the bad manners are very outward face okay would you rather sip gin with ron reynolds or shoot tequila with the rock johnson Ooh, tequila Tequila, okay. <laughs> yeah. Would you rather be the funniest person in a room or the smartest person in a room? I'd say funniest. Funniest, okay. Would you rather have fame or fortune? I'd probably go with, uh, that is another very tough question. <laughs> yeah, fortune. Okay. Would you rather give up coffee or wine? Wine. Would you rather win $25,000 or have your best friend win $100,000? I can see my friend win it. Yeah. And hopefully he gives you twenty-five. dollars yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> or at least we go on a really great trip. Yeah, there you go together. Uh, would you rather be able to take back anything you say or hear any conversations about you? Uh, take back. Yeah, I wouldn't want to hear what 
other people think. No. <laughs> Actually, I, don't, I wouldn't care either. But um, last one, would you rather only be able to use a fork and no spoon or only be able to use a spoon or no fork for the rest of your life? I'd go with uh, fork over the spoon. Cool. I like it. We're asking, that's the one question we ask everybody at the end, we're going to tabulate because I think fork too, because uh, anything I can eat with a spoon, I could probably drink it if I had to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it reminds me of the old chunky soup commercial. Yeah, yeah, exactly. 100%. Yeah, only a few people would get that, probably, but uh, yeah, you have to be yeah. a certain age to know that. But that's right. a that's yeah. I get it for sure. Yeah. Um, so I'm curious, I'm assuming a lot has changed in your industry, uh, right? Technology rise. Is there anything new that's that's upcoming? Like, is AI playing? a role in any of the stuff you're doing is there like what and i know it's probably early stages but is there anything you could speak around sort of that how technology is, has changed and is changing in what you guys are doing yeah uh machine learning in ai is is really starting to uh become a, a pretty serious player in this market uh and that's around knowing that you know your fleet acts in certain ways all the time and now is able to present you with suggestions on adjustments that you can make based on historical, uh, or to be able to now say, you know, your Ford F-150s uh, typically uh, go in for this type of service uh, at 80,000 kilometers versus your you know, right. Chevy GMs do that at 70,000. So now when you're going into procurement, you're able to now make those decisions. Uh, but then also part of it is, is looking at the, the data that you're collecting all that time and through the AI, now being able to really make predictive type decisions to say, here's what you need to be doing. Otherwise in four months, here's what will happen. Uh, the AI is also starting to become, is probably the where it's most popular is um, on the, the commercial dash camera segment market, mm. uh, where it's now picking up either things that are outside exterior of the vehicle or on the interior facing dash camera, now recognizing if that driver was, you know, taking a sip of their drink or they were on the phone. Uh, even now it's gotten to a point where the cameras are so good, they're able to detect, um, you know, eyelids. So if your eyelids are closed for too long or your head's starting to droop down, that it can now send you a warning to not only wake you up, but also now send a warning back to your head officer dispatch to say, this driver was falling asleep and now you can call them and find out exactly, you know, either get them to get some rest uh, or tell them, you know, tell them to pull over essentially. And, uh, kind of huh, interesting. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> but it's it, like, you see the power of, like I said, the, the, the data being able to really help right it's not like i said again yeah. it's not a big brother thing it's about like like you said safety right like being able to detect because yeah i mean people are on the road some of them are on the road a long time right so you never know so interesting yeah. i'm curious um where do you guys want to go with the company like what, what's the future have in store for you guys as mobilize like where do you want to be is there you know you, you continue to grow or you going worldwide you're still got an opportunity here to grow i'm sure there's lots of opportunity even north america but what's the future have in store for you guys yeah, definitely uh, keep expanding uh, from a North American standpoint. Uh, public safety and the critical infrastructure verticals are uh, really a core focus for us going forward, uh, right. which, and on the public safety side, starts to open, really open up the international market, uh, which is where 
Europe uh, and New York. Interesting. And if someone's listening and still has questions, I'm sure we didn't unpack everything. There's lots of probably things that they still needed uh, uh, to unpack if they had some specific questions. What's the best way for them to track you guys down and learn more? You can go to the website, um, take a look around the website. You can book a discovery call, uh, which is right on the website. So we'd love to just have a quick 15 minute conversation. We can ask you a lot of questions about your business, like a fleet, uh, and just about your needs. We really like to look at this and not say telematics is just specifically for your fleet as a silo, but the, the information, the data that we are getting out of the fleet can be used across the business. Um, you know, we've got a customer who's now using it and they're hooking into their ERP system to now automate the billing, uh, their invoices out to customers based on how long the trucks and the equipment were not only on the job site, and then how often, how long was that equipment piece of equipment running and now that's just cool. automatically generating an invoice at the end of the week or at the end of the month. So we like to ask a lot of these questions and find out not only how you operate your fleet, but what's important to you as a business and what are your business goals for? And then from there, we can look at our toolbox that we have and start to you know, make some recommendations and suggestions on what we can do to now help you uh, achieve those goals as a business. And sometimes maybe it's just as a fleet. But come to the website, uh, mobilize.com, uh, which is a bit of a mouthful, but it's uh, M-O-B-I-L-I-Z-Z.com. Book a discovery call, and one of us would certainly love to have a chat with you. Awesome. Well, Chris, thank you so much. Fascinating business. There's, like I said, to me, data is king in our world, and it is in most businesses. Yeah. It's just hard sometimes to get that data. So um, it's it's neat that businesses that have fleets as a size and like i said 10 sounded big at the time i started thinking about it, i'm like oh there's lots of businesses that will have 10 vehicles on the road and like almost under one i think of them like oh yeah, yeah they would so i think yeah. there's i think it's neat from a business even a small business owner being able to get that data and make decisions which is which is which is amazing so thank you for talking about your journey and and about the business and uh sharing a half hour with us this morning no problem. Thanks for having me, Rob. This is ter terrific. Enjoyed, uh, enjoyed all of it. Awesome. Well, thanks, Chris, and everyone else. Have a great rest of your day, and thank you for tuning in to Business Matters. Thanks, Chris. We would like to thank your sponsor, Valley First, a division of First West Credit Union and a member-owned financial cooperative serving the Okanagan, Similkameen, and Thompson regions. They offer a wide range of banking and investment services for individuals and families. Valley First also has a talented business and commercial team to provide the expertise, products, and services local businesses need to grow and thrive.